Hello there and welcome to the Speaking for Him podcast. My name is Andrew Gomison and it is my privilege to be your host each and every week. And I'm so excited to share what I have for you today and that is a review of the brand new film called The Blind which tells the story of Phil Robertson's testimony. And I was really moved by this story and I think one of the exciting things about it is that it shows how powerful Jesus works to change a life. The Phil before Christ was nothing like the Phil after Christ. Jesus said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And so I'm excited to share that with you. Before I jump in with the quote of the day, though, I wanted to thank you for listening to this podcast. As I record, it's surreal to think that this week I am celebrating 11 years of podcasting. And believe it or not, by God's grace, it's 11 years of podcasting without a break. And I've been able to come up with content over these 575 episodes to encourage and to help people, hopefully, along their Christian journey. That's why I'm here, because I know that the Christian journey is a marathon, not a sprint, and we need each other. So thank you if you've been a part of the journey for a few weeks, a few years, or the whole time. I am truly indebted to each and every listener of this podcast. And hey, I've noticed a recent uptick in the number of listens I've had, And so if you are one of my new listeners, don't be afraid to reach out with the contact information that will run at the end of the show. Let me know you're listening. Let me know what you think about the show and what you would like to hear from the show in the future. I would really appreciate it. I was recently featured on the Jesus is Coming Soon podcast with Mike Shaw, so I wanted to take a moment to let you know about that. If you have come over to this podcast from that podcast, could you just let me know that? It would be very encouraging to hear that, and I'm so thankful that so many people are listening and, Lord willing, being blessed by this content. So let's jump into our review of The Blind with our quote of the day. Our quote of the day comes from Phil Robertson in the movie, and he says this, Funny thing is, once I gave it up, that's when I got it back. Everything I've been chasing all these years. Funny how that works. How you gotta come to the end of yourself to find the beginning of God. And I really like this quote. It underscores what Jesus said when it says, He will, he who will save his life will lose it, but he who will lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Phil Robertson lost the life he had before Christ. He died to himself and became alive to Christ when he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. And that is the power of God. He now has a podcast called Unashamed, and so he is very much about the gospel and the way that it can change other people. And I am super excited to share this powerful story with you. I will dig into my review in just a few moments, but first let's hear the trailer for the movie The Blind.
hear these rare stories. Well, how the impossible happened. Miss Kay Carraway. I feel. Well. Promise to love. And be with you forever. This is one of those stories. And there you have the theatrical trailer for the movie The Blind. Now, I was reading online that the initial run was something like two weeks through Fathom Events. But we've seen a phenomenon happen when people go out to see these faith-based projects and show their support at the box office that these opportunities get extended. And I'm not sure how long this movie will be in theaters, but I would encourage you to go out and support it. And I really think it's worth watching. I am excited, as I said, to dig into this film. And one interesting thing that I find about the Robertsons is every once in a while you will see a story and someone will say that they dug up a scandal about the Robertson family. Uh, it's pretty popular thing to try to dig up scandals about people. And in this era of 24-7 information, anything salacious is jumped on immediately and people take it and puff it up for whatever it's worth. But what I find interesting about when this happens to the Robertsons, it's often not much of a scandal because they've already been open about it. They've already written about it in their books. They are ashamed of their past, but they call it what it is, sin and talk about it being part of their past. Uh, one of his sons had an illegitimate pregnancy and considered abortion with his wife. And they've turned that mess into a message where they've spoke out at the March for Life. So they know that they were wrong to contemplate abortion. They're thankful um, that God had forgiveness for them when they chose abortion. And now they stand 
as ardent pro-lifers. After they were converted and after they surrendered themselves to God, he made the difference. And the same thing is true for Phil. You know, I remember hearing the scandal about how he cheated on his wife when they were younger. And Phil talked about it very candidly and said, I was one way before I came to Christ, and now I'm a different way. And as a result of them both being redeemed, and as a result of a lot of fighting on behalf of her marriage by Miss Kay, they are still together 60 years later. So God is in the redemption business, and I'm really excited that this movie points it out. So the first thing I want to mention about this film is I think it was very well acted. I didn't recognize any of the names in the cast, but I really think they chose good people to portray the characters in the film who are actually real-life characters. And I just want to point out some of my general thoughts about this movie. First of all, we see that Phil has a hard life. I think the biggest thing that I learned from this movie is that he had a hard childhood, which led to some of the decisions that he made as a young adult, which were not so great. He had a mom that was in and out of mental institutions and a father who was often away for work because he worked on the oil rigs. So that sets up a very difficult life. Now, I will be quick to point out that you can overcome difficulties in life, and so this isn't to be construed as an excuse for the way Phil acted, but it was important to understand the background of his character and how he struggled as a result in seeing how he became the man that he did. And he actually met Miss Kay in childhood, and so it was neat that even though he was a poor boy and she was a fairly well-to-do person, she didn't hold his lack of money against him. She always just saw the good in him, and she wanted the best for him, and they had natural chemistry from the very beginning. And so we see him developing as a person. We see him developing skill on the football field. He would eventually go to Louisiana Tech to play football, where Terry Bradshaw would actually be his backup quarterback. And then he didn't really have an extreme passion for the game of football. So even though he stayed in college to graduate, he gave up football and that allowed Terry Bradshaw to become the starter. And we all know what happened to Terry Bradshaw. He became a four-time Super Bowl winner with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, let me add here before I go any further that when I review these biopics, one of the things that I do is I look for articles that speak to the accuracy of the film. Because I know that a lot of times with these biopics, there are little changes that are made. I did not find a comparison piece for this film to say what they may have changed. So I'm taking it on faith that the majority of this film, 
especially given the story that they are trying to tell, the majority of this film is accurate. I haven't heard anyone dispute the contents of it yet, um, but that is where we stand on that particular discussion. So I just wanted to put that out there before I go further. So we see Phil's hard life. We see that Kay is a ray of sunshine for him, and I really think that when you have good people in your life, they truly can be a ray of sunshine. I am grateful for the family and friends that I have who have helped me through some really tough times in my life. And I can definitely see how Kay's influence helps him from a very early age. And there's one poignant time where rather than go on another movie date, Kay volunteers to go back to their house and cook a meal with his mom. And it's just a heartwarming scene because it shows that she loves him enough to interact with his mom even though she struggles in life. And it is so moving to me to see that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in the film before his conversion, of course. We see that Phil develops a very hard view of God and he outrightly rejects him. And so as he gets done with school and goes to teach school, then the gentleman that hired him to teach is an alcoholic and he encourages Phil in the pursuit of alcohol and it really ruins the family. Phil stays out till all hours drinking. He uses up money that the family needs to live. By this point in the film, the first three of the four brothers have been born and Miss Kay is struggling to keep food on the table because Phil is being irresponsible. And I really like the fact that this film doesn't skirt away from the old Phil. The whole purpose of this film is to show the power of Christ and how people can change from darkness to light. And so we see the disaster that results when Phil allows drink to control him. He eventually kicks the family out. And I'm very unclear about the time period that they were away, but it looks like it was at least six months to a year. Could have been longer, but she doesn't give up on the marriage. And she continues to fight for him. And after they reconcile, she makes the point that she's been fighting for their marriage for 10 years. So she's in the struggle. She's fighting daily, but she doesn't give up. And I was reflecting on the state of marriage in our country just this past week and thinking about the fact that while there are exceptions, please don't get me wrong. I know there are abusive situations. There are bad situations that you need to extricate yourself from. But I came to the conclusion, as I was thinking through this, that the vast majority of marriages end because someone gives up. The thing that we need to understand about marriage is that when we make a commitment to marry, we are making a commitment first to Almighty God and second to our spouse and that that commitment is made before God and before witnesses so that we can be accountable to God for it and so that we can be accountable to the witnesses. I know that when I witness someone's wedding, it's a big deal to me. And I know that 
I try my best to be a source of encouragement and strength for the married couples that I know to encourage them to stay together and glorify God. And I think that those who are guests at weddings need to think about that as a solemn responsibility. Not that you should be all up in their business and talking to them all the time about their marriage. But if you attended a wedding of someone that you love dearly and you notice that their marriage is struggling, you need to be willing to remind them that you were there, you saw them make the commitment, and you want to encourage them to continue to fight for that marriage. Because marriages are worth fighting for. The devil hates children, so he promotes abortion in our culture. The devil hates God's image and and the relationship between Christ and the church, so he seeks to destroy marriages. And so we need to be about redemption as believers, and I'm so glad that this story brings that out. So then the fourth um, general thought that I want to bring out is that Jesus redeems. The whole reason that they made this film was to show the redemption of Jesus. Phil was, I think, reluctant to have this film made, but his sons wanted people to see their father's testimony. And so it's exciting to hear that story, that even though he was reluctant, he was willing to have the movie made, and hopefully it makes an impact on many people as it goes forth. So as we look at this film and break it down, what are some positive things that are depicted here? First of all, honest struggles are depicted. I think that's one of the most telling things about Christianity. I've always said that's one of the most telling things about the Bible is that you can tell that it's authentic because you have men who wrote it talking about failure, men who wrote it talking about sin, Paul talking about how he was a blasphemer and how he hated Christians. If this was just a book by a man about a man, he would try to cast himself in the best light. But instead he says, no, I was one way and now I'm another and Jesus makes the difference. And we see the same thing in the story of Phil Robertson. We also see the importance of family. All through this film, there's a fight for the family. His wife is fighting for her family. That's why she stays with her husband. That's why she decides not to end her life even though she's contemplating suicide because she wants to care for her boys. So those are the positive things. Now, I only have one real negative on this film, and that is that there is an overemphasis on baptism. Let me be very clear. I believe baptism is a command of Christ. I believe believers should choose to be baptized once they have been saved. And I believe that if someone is saved... It should be something where they are able to get baptized the same day. I think this idea of a modern uh, church, which is you have to go to baptism class and make sure you fulfill the requirements and maybe wait a few months before you get baptized after you're saved, I think that is a, a foolish thing that we have adopted in our modern culture. That being said, I do not believe that baptism saves. Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Full stop. 
That's how to be saved. So when the baptism scene happens in this film and it says you are being baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, I think that goes too far. I just want to be very clear on that point. I believe that salvation comes at the moment that someone cries out to Jesus in faith. But I am very excited to see that Phil is very bold for the gospel, and I want to let you know that I have read one of his books, and I've read two books by his granddaughter Sadie, and they have never mentioned in those books that baptism is required for salvation. So I just want to make it clear to you that I believe firmly that baptism is not a prerequisite for salvation. It is a command that we fulfill in obedience to God who has already saved us. And it shows the world that we have made a decision and decided to follow Jesus and we are not turning back. So what is the biggest lesson that comes from this film? There's actually two that really stick out. And the first one is marriage is worth fighting for. We already talked about how Miss Kay fought for her marriage for a decade and believed that Phil could be changed by the power of God, and he was. The power of a supportive and praying wife cannot be overstated. She knew that getting in his face about changing would not help. But living a quiet and peaceable life and learning to serve God herself helped her to be patient and wait for God to change her husband. That's a very powerful message. The second and most important lesson is that Jesus is the answer. Whatever trouble you are facing today, Jesus is the answer. Whatever trouble you are facing today, the Bible has the answers. Maybe not specifically, because maybe there's an issue that you're facing that isn't mentioned in the Bible, but the principles of the Bible will definitely help you whatever you are going through today. And so I really think this is a powerful film. I think that it can encourage you and help you. And I think you'll really appreciate hearing the true story of how God redeemed the Robertsons. You know, they they went from being a name to people who hunted and fished and on, you know, on a cable adventure channel or whatever doing outdoor programming to household names when they had their reality show Duck Dynasty. And yes, it was a little cheesy and a little dumb. I think almost too far sometimes, but it gave them a platform to proclaim Jesus and they've been bold about it ever since. And I think that is exciting because when God gives us a platform, he calls us to use it to the best of our ability. He wants us to use our talents for him. There's a whole parable about it that Jesus tells about the one with five talents multiplying it to ten, the one with two talents, multiplying it to four, and the one with one talent, foolishly burying it in the ground and losing all that he thought that he had. So we need to use our talents for Christ. So how do I rank this film? Well, it's pretty close to a solid five, 
Uh, but because of what I feel is the overemphasis on baptism, I'm going to give it a 4.5 and encourage you to watch it. And I am just so excited that this story is being told. When I first heard about this movie, I was like, is it a documentary? And then when I saw that it was a, a fully acted motion picture, there was something exciting about it. I think one of the reasons that I really resonated with it is because you can argue theology all day long. But one thing that you can't argue about is the power of a changed life. I'm reminded of what Lee Strobel said when he was investigating the truth of Christianity. He's like, I wish that I could ignore this, and I probably could, except that I know that my wife is a different person than she was before she came to Christ. So we can think that it's all his investigation that caused him to turn to Christ, and truly it helped a lot, I'm sure, to investigate it and come to the conclusion logically that it was valid. But I think the biggest thing that changed Lee Strobel's life was knowing that his wife was one way before Christ and another way after, and there was nothing he could do to deny it or change it. And I think you see the same thing in Phil. There's no denying that the man who Phil was is not the man who Phil is today. And that is exciting for anyone. I want to encourage you as I close that God can change you the way he has changed me and the way he has changed Phil and the way he's been changing people for centuries. All you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. There's no magic words. You just have to have a heart that is bent toward God. And the Bible says that we are all sinners and no one is righteous, no one seeks after God. So that means that God himself has to draw you to him. Jesus said, no one comes to me except my Father draws him. Important words for us to remember. Well, that's about all the time I have for today's show. I hope that you've enjoyed this review. I hope that if you watch it, you will send me your feedback on it. And if you send me a voicemail through the link on my blog or through speakpipe.com slash speaking the number for him, that's speakpipe.com slash speaking for him. I may feature your voicemail on a future episode. And I would like to do more feedback on the show, but I can only do that if you send it. So please respond to the feedback that's about to roll. And with that, I will simply say, have a great week and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.